0: Hi, jeremy hi Raphael. hey um yeah I, I noticed you are answering my calls on skype and before you couldn't get the notifications from skype
1: oh no i just sat there attentively waiting oh uh, i see i always put my uh, computer in the do not disturb mode as a permanent mode i see i don't yeah, know yeah, about yeah. You.
0: is your phone on silent always yeah the, my phone's always on silent yeah
1: yeah yeah like so, I, I read a joke the other day that like the difference between a millennial and a boomer, or something, is like if a like a boomer puts their phone volume to max, and like you can, you're always hearing their ringtone in the room, and a millennial doesn't even know what their ringtone sounds
0: like. That's true. Yeah. And, and boomers answer their phone in the movie theater. I can't really talk <laughs> right now. I'm in the theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's also boomers who will have the boomers or old people, whatever, that they have the flashing light with the ringtone on their phone.
1: I feel like we're describing my, like, like if you had a phone, if you're our age and you had a phone in, in the 90s, like, you, you know, the remember you paid for ringtones? Yeah, it was big business. Ringtone was a big part of your identity. It was like...
0: Probably saved a lot of musicians through
1: the difficult days of Napster. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you paid for, like, um, access to the web via WAP. Yeah, yeah web-enabled and
0: and um, it's a bunch of small things so you're getting your new laptop tomorrow
1: yeah yeah so with all the 3d
0: power that is available right now
1: well the last episode we speculated that there would be a new computer and that it would be amazing yeah Yeah. and and then we also speculated that the end of computers was near (laughs) (laughs)
0: But then, <laughs> and uh, both things happen since we. <laughs> this is relevant for the, this week's topic. But as far as three D power and VR, uh, PC is still better. Even though the Mac made improvements with GPU now on the laptop, but it's still, it's more for doing three D renders in a three D software than playing games.
1: Yeah, this whole games thing, just like a little PSA here. You can pretty much play games without a computer now by streaming, right? Like um both Xbox and Nvidia and Google have Stadia. They all have Have you tried like, it? Yeah, that's a, like I, I play games on my phone that like stream oh, with like a high-end graphics card. Like you don't need like that I need of local lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Local games is like give I give it like 12 more months of like People, you know, people can't even buy graphics cards, right, because they're all sold out. But the reason that you'd want to invest in a powerful laptop has more to do with creating new stuff, like yeah. not, not consuming, right? Yeah, that, yeah.
0: but I'm, I'm curious, yeah. the the way you use the computer is very different than the way I use it. So um, you do a lot of live 3D graphics and capturing emotion, so that is a little bit the way of games, of real-time graphics and playing with it yeah so like I'm curious, yeah. but next week we'll know like this Mac has more 3D capabilities, but I don't know if it's the type of if your software is optimized for it, and, uh, yeah.
1: yeah, I think um for for a laptop, it breaks a lot of barriers because laptops typically have to throttle both graphics and CPU performance because of the power that they have available, either via battery but even plugged in. And so you know that's why the desktop is rain supreme, and people still put like IMAX in their luggage. I don't know if you do that. Like, do you put an iMac in your luggage when you travel? To, no, no,
0: I, just the MacBook
1: Air. I think I was watching something with Marquis Brownlee and he still does yeah, that. But then I, I saw, saw a friend that, does yeah. that still. And it reminded me like. Well,
0: he said that this laptop uh, uh, cut the need for bringing the iMac on the road.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've watched all the ben- benchmark stuff. It's very exciting. Yeah. But it's not about gaming, right? It's, yeah. But like, you're, the, you the,
0: th- the, the weird software that you use for AR and performing live and all that stuff. Will that do okay? But it's probably not optimized for Mac.
1: Um, it's more like for any of the, my three D like modeling uh, work and three D pipeline in general, and and for live performance too. Uh, just the amount of complexity that the you know I can I can shove through the the pipe. But even when you're modeling in three D, like um, I sent you a, a a model of yourself yesterday. Like I modeled yeah. you a bit more for the muscular metaverse. than the real me. Yeah, I couldn't. That's the stock body. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> um, but um, in you know, in in the case of that, like if I wanted to modify you at all, like this morning I was working with someone else's body and I was trying to create like I took a painting of theirs and I was creating clothes out of the painting, like so that they could wear the painting. I know it's a weird thing, but just the draping, like doing the the three D draping, like physics simulation. My computer was like one frame a second it was basically broken like beach ball yeah. the whole yeah. time and so that's not a very way that's I wasn't that able takes to... the fun out of the creating it wasn't it's not creative at all at that point because you're like ooh, yeah. i better not make another mistake and like try something yeah <laughs> <laughs> i could be waiting here for 10 minutes well I, I
0: i think we're all we're slowly hinting at this week's topic but i was always interested in making the computer do less mm. so you it's maybe a sort of Bauhaus thing of like accepting the material for what it is and yeah. and seeing looking at it and like, well, let's admit we're looking at a two-dimensional plane. We don't have to simulate three-dimensional space. Uh, so that was always my thing. And even all that being said, rendering uh, colors moving through the browser full screen on high-res screens is, is quite taxing on the CPU. JavaScript and Canvas is... I remember all my previous laptops before this M1 uh, MacBook, the fan would always blow if I showed my work after a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is always a stress signal. It's it's not bad for your computer, nothing's happening, but nobody likes that sound, so it, it, intuitively you leave. <laughs> and I, I think this next generation of computers, the, the MacBook Air doesn't even have a fan, and, and I think the Pro has a fan, but it, you, it, you barely, barely hear I it. You barely hear it, yeah. So that will make... It, it, that. The pipeline, whether you do 2D or 3D or whatever, I think you don't want to have the feeling of like, oh, I'm bothering the computer too much. And the computer Mm -hmm. should be like, yeah, go ahead, have some fun, open the 1500 tabs, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And not not that thing of like, uh, do you know when you're a a guest at someone's house but you feel like there's not enough room for you and you're like, sorry, Uh uh, can I use the bathroom? Uh, I'm sorry to intrude. Like your computer shouldn't,
1: Yeah. But for me, it's like the difference between drawing and plotting points, you know, like, you know, where you're plotting points. There's a certain the the faster the computer, the faster your resolution, your creative resolution, you know, if you think of time as resolution. And so I I don't think enough people in like and I've been watching all these YouTube videos reviewing the thing and like this is only for pros. And I'm almost mad at that that comment because I'm like that's saying like, yeah,
0: but I did like seeing that. And the, the M1 is so good that the MacBook Air that I have yeah I'm running a 5k external display the, the LG display that
1: should be 10k my... <laughs> I don't know
0: yeah, but yeah. it's it, yeah the type of stuff that I do I also render videos and I, I do yeah. screen capture and everything and it, I barely ever even feel like I'm taxing the computer so right I understand what they're saying like I'm I'm a professional at make a living on this laptop. Yeah, and I really don't need the extra GPU because I it, there's nothing in my workflow that requires it. So what they're saying is like, if you're not a video editor, you're probably not going to use all that extra horsepower.
1: Yeah, but that, I mean, what I'm what I my point is that you're pre-limiting the potential yeah. for you to explore new media. It's
0: it's more all these videos are kind of uh, at the same time they're excited about it, but they also don't want to encourage people to buy something they don't need. So. I think there's. I think they in particular are people who constantly use huge files. Yeah. But like, I, of course, if if they would say like you need this, you need yeah. this, everybody's like, and then yeah, you like get Mar- it. Marquez yeah. had a
1: video I think where he was like, his he has a fifty thousand dollar Mac Pro desktop setup yeah, with yeah. like all these extra cards and stuff, and he's like, well, the new MacBook Pro actually beat the per- <laughs> the performance. It's of wild. That. Yeah. Yeah. So but like but all this
0: all computer. this all this being said, it. The, the topic of this week's episode oh, yeah. is the metaverse. And what is the metaverse? It's basically 3D internet.
1: But we should m- mention, so like last time, obviously, I was like, yeah, laptop's a screen, but, you know, screens are over. And then, you know, new MacBook Pro came out the next day. Then, the you know, the ne- la- that week there was Facebook's, Connect event, which normally, like, they do, like, I think it's called Connect, but regardless, like, they do, like, Oculus announcements and Facebook's annou- Facebook announcements, and they rebranded as Meta, and, and there was, like, an hour-long video with Mark Zuckerberg. Their name
0: became so s- associated with poop that they had to change it.
1: yeah but also i think spending a whole hour on and and saying like hey this is not a social media company anymore it is about connecting with humans and people well that
0: is similar like apple changed their name from apple computer to apple inc to Mm -hmm. to signify that they were not just making computers but they were actually doing home devices and uh, but actually if you look at it i think that happened 15 years ago they changed the name the, as much of a computer company as they've ever been, I think the services thing is added, but that's also computing. It doesn't feel like they became a, a samsung where they also make fridges and uh mm. a, a washing machines so it it's still i still think of Apple as a computer company
1: right i mean they yeah they they make they devices. make phones, but they're more
0: computers yeah. than most computers ever were so
1: yeah that that's a good point um yeah, so I think for Facebook, though, it was more of an acknowledgement, like, we want to steer the company in this direction. Do you, do you think,
0: I'm always skeptic or, uh, or suspicious, but it sounded like it was just one giant distraction, like, oh, let's like make, make it a one hour, mm-hmm. What? Let, let's, well, let's look at the history of 3D internet, because the, if you look at Magic Leap, that was also one of the world's biggest scams, Of like, oh, we're going to hack the GPU of the brain and you're going to believe it's right in front of you. And then they release the product. They, they raised like a billion, billion and a yeah. half in, in venture capital. Yeah, and, and I I They I have hardly a, anything to show for it. I interviewed
1: yeah. it at a company around that time that was also competing against them. Uh, but called the, North the, And like, you know, the technology yeah. wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't... It is nowhere near the speculative, like it fits in a pair of glasses thing. Um, but like the metaverse uh, argument that Facebook's making, I think... If you think of it as glasses, you're missing the point. Which, yeah. yeah. Like, no,
0: I I agree that they they want to be the connecting tissue of all kinds of
1: digital expression. Yeah, and, exactly. They and, want, yeah. It's the web3 really is what they're trying to take yeah. the lead on.
0: But the the the, the contradiction is that web3 is is kind of trying to disrupt the classic startup uh, big behemoth companies and the everybody owns their own data and you can travel around with your data
1: i know that's the great irony i think that's where it's an interesting discussion which is like facebook's like "Uh uh-oh decentralized not (laughs) us
0: (laughs) but i I want to talk a little bit about the topic of of 3d representation whether it's in glasses or on a screen or in a hologram or whatever yep but the video was very much it it was a render everything was rendered nothing was real software but it, it the, it was this moonshot of, like, this is what it'll be like. It'll yeah. feel like you're at a concert. It'll feel like your friend is right there. It'll feel like you're having dinner with Grandma, even though she's on the other side of the planet. Yeah. So it, it was a lot about 3D, and then you can wonder, are they serious about that, or are they just using that to create excitement, and that's not really the goal?
1: Well, if you look at it in dollars and cents, I think maybe this is where gaming becomes relevant again because you have, like, you know, Roblox and Fortnite. Minecraft. Minecraft and all these companies kind of um, earning huge dollars uh, off of like transactions within their worlds, and Facebook's number. Facebook used to have Farmville, right? And that and that was like the future of Facebook was going to like monetizing gaming. I don't know if anyone like no one talks about Zynga. And, and they like, had
0: that zombie plant garden thing, also. Yeah. yeah,
1: Plants versus Zombies. Yeah, yeah, but that you know obviously that, that sounds really quaint uh, today. So I think you know what they were. <laughs> thinking about then that's, you know, ended up other people just built out these, these worlds was this idea that, I, I don't know if you remember from uh, Zuckerberg's talk, but he's like, we want to improve the like GDP of the metaverse. <laughs> and yeah. we think that, you know, for that well, to he's, exist, So He's,
0: he's, he's thinking in, as nation building. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he's like, there needs to be enough, like enough people creating things so that there's a, there's a marketplace and, and a market. That so is to focused, me always yeah. the
0: most fascinating thing that, uh, Computation and math and efficiency, you can calculate everything, but then you still need humans to create content, and then you call that the creator economy. And it's kind of the logical outcome. If, if you would, like Amazon wants to offshore all the production to Mars or uh, somewhere else, so all the industry is removed from planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And then th- they want robots to clean the streets and do the dishes and all the tedious jobs that you don't want to do. And then what's left to do is nothing but sports and creativity. That's basically, and consuming uh, content, but so you need, it almost feels like they've calculated like, oh, we need a, an economy where 10% of the population is a creator and 90% is a consumer and this many screens and Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I mean, I think it's fascinating just because like suddenly, like it is a real, so when, you know, like for you and I in 2008, you know, when Facebook became available to us, we were the creators of that economy but the way it was positioned was not as a creative platform, right? Like, but over the you know, no yeah. one would say like there's no there's no content on Facebook. I mean, they would today. But no, there was a- and you, a, a you basic... offer everything for free and they take the money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. we talked about this on the podcast before. So it was it was a really interesting kind of like flip where you know he is like, Oh shit, like for us to own this, we actually have to have people we have to actually create a reason for it to exist. The only reason for it to exist is if content creators are there. And then who are these content creators? But like, it, I think of they, that.
0: They, they are already the connecting tissue because they're the, the standard messaging app in different forms, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp, you could communicate with people. And then you have Facebook Marketplace and then you have calendar events and you, you, you can buy stuff on Instagram. So they're, they're connecting tissue in many ways. Um, but not in the three D world yet. But they are already across devices and mm. across services, and uh, like people have tech support through WhatsApp. I think you, li- if you live in Europe or other parts of the world other than North America, uh, you order a cab with WhatsApp and, and etc. Yeah, but I think they're worried but, but, that but, like but my, my MetaMask point...
1: wallet will take their, the place of my Facebook ID.
0: yeah maybe but my point is I remember the early 90s the internet came up and the TV had this 3D render of the information superhighway yeah Yeah. and you had a literal car and you would get gas and then you would stop at the library and get information and then you stop at the movie theater and watch (laughs) content and it just seemed so stupid when it's much you know in software when you design transitions like imagine you want to open a folder and then it's like the Simpsons and like these clouds open up and then the folder. That seems cool one time, right? Like, oh, that's <laughs> like, fun. Like but if you really have to click through box. 12 folders and every time yeah. you have to go, ah, and like see all the clouds open up.
1: Yeah. yeah and so to me, the, the whole
0: metaverse balance. seems from, from a usability standpoint, instead of just saying like open a Google Doc, it's like open the door, go to the office area, open the drawer, pull the office document out of the folder. Put it back, like all the cumbersome <laughs> shit from, yeah, from walk, the
1: real world. walk over to the desk. Put the and then yeah,
0: <laughs> and then so that that's the silly thing of of uh, three dimensional space to navigate information.
1: But I I think that you're thinking about it as productive, and then but then Zuckerberg's positioning it as entertainment, right? And like for example, yeah, but
0: but but, but uh, here's the thing, like why yeah. I already. When we do the podcast, I like to turn off the video because I feel like I focus more on the conversation. And like with this podcast, you talked about recording this podcast in the metaverse. I, I think I'd be too distracted to even. Yeah, do I'm anything. still
1: disappointed you didn't agree to that. I was, I yeah. was all ready to go.
0: <laughs> but uh, the so Christina bought a Oculus for testing stuff for work because she's an exhibition designer. But I don't know. I'm I'm always I guess I'm just kind of. Uh, I'm happy the way things are with two-dimensional space and I don't really need the 3D space. And maybe in a couple of years, I'll love it and people will go back, oh, I remember you said this and this in the podcast. And I was like, well, I was wrong. But mm. the, it, it's this funny thing with progress, in technological progress. Uh, you're being sold something, but you're being sold something in a way
1: that says, this is the future, it's inevitable. And if you don't join, you're a loser. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I think that that was definitely the way it was positioned. this and, and I think that's how people feel in relationship to blockchain as an investment, even like cryptocurrencies. I mean, yeah. like, Oh my, I, I didn't cash in on the NFT wave or, Oh no, I didn't get Bitcoin. When it was like $2, I could have been a millionaire by now. Um, so there's that FOMO that's like a, a real marketing gimmick that's existed forever. Right. Yeah. There's no bearing that's, on that, that,
0: There's life. a basic marketing, uh tactic of creating a fear and urgency
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's true yeah i think that was alive and well but also there is a fear and urgency i'm saying like kind of in in the company i and the corporate identity of facebook like it's fe- there's a fear and anxiety it's going to get broken up there's a fear and anxiety even if it doesn't get broken up there's the decentralized web 3 force that's going to like rip web 2 apart and i think that you know those those things are legitimate because and, we're and seeing
0: intuitively do you feel like uh, how much of blockchain is the FOMO part and how much of, how much of it is real progress?
1: I I don't like I think progress is the wrong word but I think it's a disrupt, if you look at you know disruption or the theory of disruption it, there's a lot of the monikers of disruption you mean
0: like the, ten times the value for a tenth of the price? That kind of a disruption. Yeah,
1: I mean you're saying that like the value, the use value is actually lower, like because it's more cumbersome. No, no,
0: no. I, I'm I'm saying 3D Internet would be that. Like if I had to go to Wikipedia and then get on a ladder to get a volume of a certain. Book, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But Tim Berners-Lee said he like you know made a huge mistake with the web, um, the original like protocols for the web when it was designed. In that it had no understanding of context and presence. Like Oh,
0: I thought the mistake was that he did the colon slash slash he regretted that. He said, oh, yeah, well, maybe that was one of them, but so he also regretted
1: times. the page metaphor because you know everything mm-hmm. you just argued about the 3D internet, he argued against himself at, you know after the internet that like, oh why why is it a stack of pages? Like I could have chosen I could have chosen a myriad of of different uh, metaphors. Different metaphors, yeah. Yeah, and then he was like, "Actually, the the best metaphor would just be like, you know, the world." And then, you know, all of this is embedded in the same rhetor- rhetoric that I think is problematic. And I could, I could definitely do like a one hour critique on this. That the the machine should feel like intuitive, right? Like that we that it should feel like a part of our bodies. And I wonder as, because it... it no, it's, I'm not I'm not arguing yeah. for that, but that's like the Steve Jobs kind of thing. Like it like you know, you you disappear, the machine disappears, it becomes a part mm, of your body. I don't know if that's true. Like, when you think about the history of
0: learning, and books have been a big part of that, there, there's centuries of thinking about the page, and what's the right size of a page, and how much space does your thumb need to hold the page? Mm-hmm. And when you look at devices, they keep saying the bezel has to get slimmer and slimmer. <laughs> but you need a place yeah, to a hold margin. the device. Yeah, yeah. and so the, there are these, these you know, they're not universal truths, but I do think, like when you redesign a car because it's electric, you can get rid of a lot of stuff. But still, it's nice to get out on the side of the car and not on the top of the car. Or the, <laughs> you know, no, so I there, it, yeah. are, there are certain things like the human body. And so I think books have proven to be pretty effective of being something in your field of view that you can hold. And would you really want to learn in an environment where you jump into a virtual world and there's all this text floating around you. And would that be a good way of, of learning, uh, calculus and etc. I, I don't know. Like would movies be a better way of teaching history? Um, maybe. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, I think like the the, the argument that people make is that like, you know, the video, they always go back to the video game industry, which I don't think is, is fair because um but if you look at the like some of the more recent successes in video games there are all these video games that are not games at all they're just like a sandbox for creating things and, like
0: uh, animal crossing that type of thing
1: yeah roblox i think roblox is a better example or minecraft right where yeah. you know the 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 authors are the players um and in some cases there's like a blurring
0: yeah you know, it's funny th- t- those tools are so creative that I met with a, a bunch of NFT artists in New York, and I met with a bunch of NFT artists in the Netherlands too, and a lot of them didn't go to art school and didn't come from a background of uh, drawing and uh, life model drawing, that kind of thing, like th- those sort of fundamental classes that you have in art school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, oh, so... And they were more on the coding side than on the visual art side, but they they make work. And I'm like, oh, what's your visual history? Did you draw a lot as a kid? And he's like, oh, no, Minecraft. So... That was his creative expression, and that's also his work has that character. So you just grow up in this environment, and the the pencil doesn't make a lot of sense. But
1: that's my whole point, which is like, you know, like the way if you watch that Facebook video, it's a first of all, it's a video, and then it's trying to explain concepts that are experiential and time based. And so, what does it do? Like, what are the things it demonstrates? It shows like the first thing Zuckerberg does is walk into a space station where they're playing cards like they're playing poker together (laughs) it's like the the most ancient like kind of game that is so it's and it's that they're he's using that they're using that analogy because it's easy to understand for anyone but it's like no one's playing cards i mean the the whole the whole video just
0: feels like he's pinocchio and he's trying to learn what it's like to be a human (laughs) (laughs) he's like this little robot boy and he's like what do humans do They want to have fun. I don't know what fun is, but I will learn. (laughs) I will write a protocol for fun. Well, I thought we would, yeah, yeah. I I mean, it it was amazing. It went. I love the TV show Silicon Valley, but they never came up with something this far (laughs) out as this one-hour thing. Like, it was unbelievable.
1: It was. It was in in my lifetime. You know, it was kind of exciting. Like your
0: character never never got this awkward.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, like I'm like, shit, I really have to up my game. Yeah, <laughs> like I haven't. When he's done a designing surfing. his own
0: avatar, and his own <laughs> yeah. avatar looks more human than him. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no, I. Th- there was just so many ideas that I've. Uh, yeah, I've made fun of it for such a long period of time. Um, like, but oh, for, it was a, like that's why I think like it was a it was a major moment in uh, human cultural technology history. It was like, a
0: major moment in in the awkwardness of, of marketing of the digital. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like even if it even if none of it transpired, the belief and the investment, dem- like in that future, was it's the strongest I've ever seen it. Like one. One could
0: argue that outside of video games, anytime a company tries to humanize the software, they're actually going in the wrong direction. So there was a time that there was Microsoft Bob. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And it, it had the metaphor of the living room, and then you had Clippy. And uh, there are different moments in software where they try to introduce 3D space to do stuff, and that kind of means they're on the wrong track. Historically, that seems accurate.
1: Yeah, it's... Um you know, I mean, obviously, you can package it all as skeuomorphism. And it's also kind of what I've talked about in terms of, like, Marshall McLuhan. you know, we, work, walk, we march backward into the future. Like, you know, we're yeah, always yeah. looking backward to try and figure out what comes next. Um, and so we fail, usually initially, to embrace the like, the, like, the new technology for its absence of constraints that would have otherwise been limited by our previous experience. And, and, but, yeah, but that's where my Roblox thing, Roblox thing comes in, or you know, looking at what companies, what people are doing with NFTs. Like you're so excited about art blocks and stuff. Yeah, because it doesn't. There's no, you can't match it. You can't be like Christie's did that in 1970, right? Um, well,
0: one of the things of, of art blocks that's funny when we talk about all these 3D metaphors, it, it, when you do code based on chain NFTs, you you can only do so much code, or it's too expensive to mint. So people have to reduce the visual language, and that's why a lot of the work on there is, is 2D and sort of has a Bauhaus mm-hmm. kind of feel, because you're so close to the material and, and the, 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 the most elemental use of that material. So you end up again sort of at the fundamentals of uh, computer graphics, and you, you go back to zero, and
1: that's what, I, I love that moment of uh, less possibilities. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, this is where we differ, right? Like, you're the yeah. minimalist, I'm the maximalist. Like, I think, you know, through through maximizing output, it, through experimentation, we sometimes arrive at things we didn't expect, and it's through I those just, unexpected yeah, collisions. I see
0: we... your your dream computer would kind <laughs> of look like a 1950s hot rod car with these giant fans, and you hit the gas pedal, and it makes it no, sort of like uh, the last Mad Max movie that would be your ideal laptop, of those kind of cars.
1: I, yeah, I mean, I still. You want to hit minimalism. the gas
0: and hear everything, but yeah.
1: Um, but as a designer, I, I I lean towards like peace and tranquility and minimalism, right? So like, I think it's just as a creator, I've always been drawn to what would happen if. And but um,
0: you like you like the presence of the body on the screen and, and yeah, the, and so and yeah. the
1: reason so the body, I think you just can't predict. Um, it's like new analogies for human computer interaction. Don't come along through cautious <laughs> like updates, right? Like, they from my experience, even just working with AR as a as like a an interface, I've I've found over many many years that like you have to actually try it on like a sweater, like you really have to feel it in order to um, in order to to understand it, and, and and so it doesn't really fit into but the, there your is analogy that inter- of the, of the yeah, past. but
0: there is that interesting tension of. The maximum possibilities and then you have an app like snapchat that simplifies ar to a point that it's just you don't even think about of it as ar you just immediately want to use it and you're drawn to it and it is sort of three-dimensional but it's also very human and then the
1: ease of use is so powerful that well, that's just spreads. A, yeah and that's the that's the that's the danger i think people should talk about which is like this is at some point this will feel like a warm bath that you've never had before. And at that point, you're going to kind of abandon some of your autonomy or control. Yeah. And I think right now it's so awkward that we're all like, ha ha ha. But like kids are fully immersed in it and it's intuitive. I think Zuckerberg
0: them. is always studying the behavior of really young children and he wanted to make Instagram for kids. But I remember it just he would talk to children and say, like, oh, why don't you use email? And they're like, oh, it's too complicated. And for an adult, that's really weird, and then but they're kind of ahead, and now everybody thinks email is too complicated. Like, oh, I have to write a subject. That takes too much time.
1: Yeah, like child version of me was basically like doing, you know, bare like one tenth of what is you know we're capable of doing today. And I was considered like some kind of computer genius as a child. <laughs> it's like, yeah, ooh, you took a picture digitally and then you manipulated it? Whoa, how does that work, right? Well,
0: so, uh, you remember <laughs> the, in the beginning of the internet, if you could just make
1: two web pages, you would make yeah. good money. You're like, ooh, you a hacker? So yeah. I think um, it's really, I would just like caution looking at the the trajectory and what Facebook's speculating um, based on you know whether or not you or I like it or can see it. I think you have to look at yeah. 20 because they're, they're, they're saying it's 20 years from now or in but this, interviews uh, yeah. is like 20, 28, 2028, 2030. And so, okay. Who's going to be purchasing age then, right? It's going to be an 18 year old today. Right. But then um, the, the, all the video game companies have a head start in, in 3d representation and, and socializing in 3d space. Sure. Yeah. I mean, even if it wasn't 3d representation that ended up being what transpires, um, you know, I think that that's similar to what you described as the way the internet was first advertised with the highway and a little mall and stuff like that. You know it might it might be that we have three d representation. Um, I, it might be that we have things that we just can't we can't really imagine I, right now.
0: I always think of the movie her being pretty accurate to where things are headed. And so yeah. I, I imagine this conversational earpiece and an, and an AI that you talk to that's that's good for looking up quick information and, and uh, asking for directions and the calendar planning, a sort of personal assistant thing that that makes sense in voice. Yeah. And then in the movie when he wants to write, he has a sort of iMac type of screen, and it's it's a dedicated thing on a desk that you just have focus time. You don't do that on the subway. Like It's good to really sit down and focus to write. Yeah. And then there's the entertainment thing, which is a hologram, and you have this... Uh, Sort of a crass video game character that's conversational and 3D. Yep. And so, I could see the Xbox Microsoft world like they're really positioned for that part. And then, the sort of productivity tool maybe Google or Apple seems very well positioned. And then the, the conversational earpiece. I guess Apple has the AirPods and and uh, Amazon has Alexa or something something there. But. I don't see Facebook. You know what I mean? I just don't see Facebook No, no, but I don't, becoming, think, you sh- yeah. I don't
1: think you should see them that way. In fact, I think yeah. the odds are stacked against them. Um, you know, if you just look at ha- what's happening right now. Like, I don't know. I don't use Facebook at all anymore. Apparently, kids don't either. When I log in, it's like way too complicated. I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> We've been just- missing you, Jeremy. Where have you been? <laughs> yeah. like You I'm know the like- thing
0: when you when you deactivate your account and they
1: show all these pictures? These friends are going to miss you. For me, it's like walking into one of those stores that, like, will, um, you know, unlock your phone. You know, what, like, it's just, there's, like, LEDs blinking everywhere. There's an open <laughs> sign. <side. laughs> but and do you like, use, okay, straight how, do you use here.
0: Instagram regularly?
1: Less and less as well. Yeah. Like and, and Facebook's seeing this, too. You know, like, Snap um, took on a bunch of extra users this year, and the reason they did were able to do that's cuz they leaned into filters pretty hard right like yeah. they leaned into personal expression and it's
0: it's funny like i think we all intuitively we, we follow tech news and we everybody prefers Evan Spiegel over Mark Zuckerberg and so i mean they're you, both pretty bad but yeah yeah but then if you notice that kids are like oh snap is better tiktok is better than facebook you kind it makes you happy yeah it's like oh yeah just it, it, you know that Facebook is always going to have users. They always have hooks on people, like it's their login for a lot of websites, and uh, maybe they use marketplace or maybe they use WhatsApp. But you intuitively you want them to have less territory.
1: I mean, TikTok is like horrendous as well. Like algorithmically, it gives you even less. I've been choice. afraid
0: to to install it. I feel you like
1: I, I would get so addicted. But yeah. it, well, like it, the I've just been trying it out to see how the algorithm functions, and it's like. Because it's there's even le- it's just like a constant stream, right? So it's yeah, like even yeah. less it was like it's like cable television, right? It's just I like- kind
0: of yeah, I kind of use Instagram that way where I don't follow anyone and then there's the recommendation page and I just started double tapping on Japanese food and now that whole feed is just filled with Japanese food. So yeah. you can, but but I think uh, TikTok from what I heard, it doesn't even ask you to no, it double doesn't tap anything. anything it yeah. just if you pause that means you're looking at something <laughs> and then right. recommend more of that so yeah. there's no hiding yeah yeah but it, and
1: then it'll throw in like you know adjacencies or contradictions every once in a while to see if you like that so it's really sophisticated i'm, I'm impressed if, yeah
0: if you ask me what would improve the internet would be a st- more standardization of services and and um I don't know how that would work, but I feel like when you interact with the government or healthcare or shopping or movie theaters, you kind of all want the same thing and you have to sign up for everything. And that is the Web3 sort of um, promise that you just have this one identity that you carry around everywhere. And uh, maybe that's what Zuckerberg is actually thinking of, of being that connective tissue and standardization. Because the, the idea that you every time you visit a different institution or a different page you have to re-enter things and uh, make a different password all this I feel like passwords are really one of the biggest issues yeah
1: I mean but ultimately like back to that TikTok thing imagine
0: if you go to that metaverse but every time you have this big uh, ring with a thousand keys hanging on your pants and they're kind of sagging because it's so heavy and then every time you have to go through all the
1: keys was it this one? was it this one? (laughs) (laughs) no I think that yeah they'll you know, like the wallet situation is not great right now, actually, because I've been experimenting building an NFT platform with some other folks. And like, we're trying to build it just for phones. Uh, we're like, why is everything web based with NFT? That doesn't make any and sense. And then you like,
0: develop and you find out why.
1: Well, yeah, like you have to like you have to use this thing called Wallet Connect. And then it like jumps to your MetaMask and then it's like, open your well, browser. Well, there's a browser
0: in, in MetaMask in the app on mobile. And then you're logged into
1: yeah, but anyway, like everything in theory, it actually works. So, but there's like it's three steps right now for us yeah, to get yeah, you yeah. logged in. Um, I I assume that's like if I was a you know an engineer on a team with like a you know user researcher, user, a, a UX designer, product designer, and a PM, we'd be like, how do we remove a step? Yeah. how do we remove a step? And eventually, those steps are gone because and we figure it out.
0: I think it's the. Maybe the best thing would be that you have a casual wallet that certain types of, I don't know what the solution is. Because the, the, the problem is if you assign one protocol to, to be your identity, whether it's blockchain or whether it's Apple's login or whatever, as, the, as time goes by, you're so deep in it, you can never get away. And that creates a situation where if that company doesn't do a good job, it'll take you like half a year to transition.
1: Yeah, you just like tie um, so your identity won. to another wallet or a, a different coin or something, a different chain. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't but, know. Like yeah. like
0: imagine uh, doing your taxes and your insurance and your health reporting from the doctor and your children's report
1: cards and the movie theater and everything. In my mind, though, this is like the if we're going to use an analog, it would be like, you know how Amazon came out with that grocery store that you don't have to go to a cashier yeah. for? Yeah. Like, that But, but you
0: log in with your phone in the beginning.
1: Yeah, there, it's not like we're not gonna try and do that on the internet, right? Like the internet has the history of the internet is the history of removing friction for purchase, right? Yeah. Um, and that's called intuitive Well We,
0: we, we call it purchase, but it can be anything. Yeah, just yeah. anything that you want, something like a cookie or something tight so yeah. that your preferences are known.
1: Yeah, that's like your surveillance capitalism 101 here is like <laughs> track the behavior, remove the friction, okay? And, then, and so that it feels completely natural. <laughs> Let me break it down consume. for you. <laughs> Let me yeah. break it down. Now, if you could also, if you look at a bunch of what the NFT platforms are doing, is they're incentivizing, like Rally is an interesting site to look at, just cons- just participating in a community will earn you revenue. So now you're earning revenue and you're spending, ta- and, and ta- you know you're t- spending that revenue within an ecosystem, and it's like this perfect economic behavioral loop, right? Yeah. Um, I I like I can't imagine companies like Facebook just like sitting by the sidelines being like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's like it's such we don't a breakthrough a part of that. in the history yeah. of. The internet, human behavior, and economics—that—that that ultimate, like it's all, ga- it's all the like gamified theory, everything combined into one, you it's know, it's beautiful it's drug. Really,
0: I I have a really hard time uh, comprehending whether it's bullshit or amazing because you you get sucked into it. It was just it was NFT week here in New York, so you meet everybody, in different get-togethers, and it was a panel talk with Rhizome at the New Museum and people are somewhat critical but overall this seems really exciting and it feels as exciting as the early web it's it's yeah, more it's exciting 1999 all over again yeah and it's not like oh did you try Instagram this is more fundamental like this is feels like a bigger deal um, but at the same time like,
1: but that's Will- how look at the that's how to look at the Zuckerberg video like in 1999 who was spending a billion dollars or million dollars on a Super Bowl ad it was like you're AT&T's, right? Like, who's AT&T yeah. today? AT&T is Facebook, right? So, I, again, the, it's too late. Like, I don't know how they're going to pull it off. I don't think they will. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. Yeah, it's going to be someone else. It's they're are it, already emerging players, right?
0: But but in a way, like Microsoft also seemed like, oh, you guys missed the search game. You guys well, missed. And now they're the, the, they're the, the most the, valuable company. Yeah, in the world. you yeah. guys missed the mobile phone. Uh, you you. Failed at that, and they You can always buy a company. It's
1: true. Yeah, but so Facebook might buy another Oculus, right? Remember, Facebook didn't even come up with Oculus; they bought it.
0: No, they Um, don't come up with anything. They either just copy Snap or buy a company. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but financially, you'd be an idiot, (laughs) like not to be interested. Um, Yeah, but
0: and and then from the point of view of an artist, uh, because Web three is the Internet of Value, and and in in the Metaverse you assume a lot of people will want to display their art collection in their digital home. Sure. And we're at this point. Here's why I'm just very biased for, I want NFTs to succeed and be around for a long time and grow, of course. Because I've been making art for the computer my whole life. So I'm not a painter who's like, oh shit, I don't want to be disrupted. So I constantly, I'm biased and I want it to happen so that I'm, also a little bit conservative thinking like hey, don't believe your wishes to be true mm-hmm. um, so what I'm trying to say is yeah uh, does that make any sense like no, I, I yeah. want it to happen and of course it's good to be yeah. excited but at the same
1: time well I could make I could make you feel worried like yeah if you want like so on the on the other end of the spectrum before the pandemic we were talking about, how you know people didn't want things anymore they wanted experiences right and right now i could argue that the reason nfts are so successful is because people want to be part of an experience this like hype experience around nfts but long term it's going to be a junk pile like it's like you're gonna have to buy a storage container for your nfts or something like that um and what people will go back to is consuming experiences which is what i'm talking about with the rally example where by participating in an experience, you accumulate value. And that, like, that, that's the, it, if Jeremy wins the Fluxus game, that, that would be my opposite But that could still be reality.
0: token-gated or whatever you call it. That could still be tight. It's a, one of the things of, of this, because the wallet and the keychain sound very mundane, but um, when you think about it, I, I love movies and, and um, music concerts, and I would love, I, I don't collect, Physical stuff, but it would have been cool if I had a wallet that had my whole history of every movie I ever saw, mm. and all that stuff. So you're, you're talking about you this have to digital... rebuy
1: it like a million times.
0: Yeah, but you're talking about this digital clutter. But there is something cool about imagine you could go through all your movies and you never had to save them into a list; it just did that for you, and you could share it with people, and you could you could meet someone and see sort of a taste overlap, like oh, we we match in a taste in. Yeah, Jazz I albums mean, it's funny to hear
1: whatever. Zuckerberg say, like, he, he gave the analogy of, like, going to a sports stadium. And, you know, you can only wear the jersey you bought at the stadium in the stadium. So in the future, you should be able to take that jersey out of the stadium with you. Right? Like, <laughs> And that we've been living in this world of, like, everything's a walled garden. I don't know why we ever came up with garden. It should be, like, a walled prison or something. Yeah. And you're not allowed to take cigarettes in or out of the prison.
0: Um, this goes back I spoke to someone who went to Basel the the art fair the one in in Switzerland Mm -hmm. and supposedly there's a free port right next to the fair where you go in and it's like it's a different tax zone you leave Switzerland basically Yeah. and there's all these little rooms that each gallery has a room and you go in the Gagosian booth and you look at a painting and you say okay I'll take it and then they put it back in the crate and it never leaves that room (laughs) But you just go there to look at it for half a second, and then you leave. So that is exactly what you're talking about with this walled prison uh, environment. <laughs> but it, it 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 will it will go up in value. It's just not allowed to take it home.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I I support this idea that like your data comes with you. And in, but the funny thing is, you know, that was invented in Europe. Like the idea that you have a right to your data, a right to be forgotten, yeah, um, a right to understand what's collected and about then, you.
0: And then I think that came up in the beginning of the podcast the first few episodes that open source always seems like the better idea but then convenience wins and that that's where Facebook would have an edge where web3 in theory is beautiful but the seed phrase and hacking and all that stuff is is so cumbersome that
1: maybe totally. Facebook
0: has an edge there yeah yeah but there's a
1: company called Dapper Labs that like you know they did the NBA Top Shot stuff and they have a bunch of other video mm-hmm. game things and they let you use they like added a credit card layer to the crypto space, right? Just yeah, to, to, yeah. to remove that barrier. Yeah, so, but then
0: then whenever you uh, create a convenient layer on top of it, then you're reliant on that company to exist. And so mm-hmm. that same thing I talked about, like, oh, what if you want to go everywhere, and, but you can't take your TopShot's identity to get your car fixed, and then you have to make another login for that. And uh, So the Web3... You want this universal login, but at the same time, it's it's scary and stressful to manage. And...
1: No, I mean, you're right. And this is not like a, a, like a tiny technical challenge. It's like a, a monumental technical challenge. Well, they, they it,
0: it, 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 it was interesting this week in talking to all these people. And they're like, yeah, the, the math is so beautiful and perfect. It's just that the human brain is can't <laughs> comprehend it. So we have to create all these weird things like a seed phrase for you to interact with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because the the human brain is so limited
1: yeah but i mean i only use my i've used my seed phrase like once in my wallets history
0: no but you know what i mean like it, mm-hmm. whether it's i'm just saying if you would want to explain to your mom to use MetaMask <laughs> yeah, yeah, on mobile yeah. like good luck yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean i am reminded though like coming back to the experiences oh your dad
0: sorry sorry all the women uh, listeners I am, but like I apologize.
1: there wasn't did you go to that there was a party in new York last week too where you needed to like have bought into the community to get in, wasn't there like? Yeah, there um, was a bunch of them, I think.
0: Yeah, that, that's called token gated. Yeah,
1: token gated. Um, yeah. And but then they ran out of physical space. <laughs> <laughs> what I was thinking when I read about that, I was like, wait a second, why did they have it in physical space? And then I think that's the biggest counterargument you can make is that like, you know, we're both nerds that, uh, and but you in particular invented. A, an internet nerds like meetup called uh bring your own beamer where we could get together in person even though we yeah. we're internet artists right
0: and it's it's decentralized it's a, everyone around the world can start it's, a, it's yeah. an
1: open source idea yeah yeah um but like i mean we the confessional there is that like we want we always wanted to meet in person like we always wanted to be part of that in-person
0: party. yeah but it's it's specifically interesting to meet in person because you know each other's online story and each other's online history and that's
1: what makes the meeting so interesting so when you were at this like crypto event in new york did you recognize you know any any of the personalities that way or did it feel well the same?
0: i i met a bunch of people uh like the the, the founders of art blocks and the founders of foundation. So i went to their events and then it you know i talked to them on chat and on some voice calls but it's really it it does add something to meet in person and uh but of course, it's very busy and loud, and it's, it's not exactly like a focused
1: meeting. But And these art block guys, are they from Texas or something? Like, I, a friend of mine yeah. was one of their teachers, like art teachers. Well,
0: they're, they're very, uh, I think they're spread out. So I think okay. the founder lives in Texas, and then the creative lead lives in Arizona. And uh, yeah, that's definitely, it seems like that's the way of the future, these uh, dispersed companies, but.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like obviously, like um, and and foundation the, the staff is dispersed too. So, so this like the idea of a meetup in a place like New York City, though, like it's essentially a trade show, like a, <laughs> like a yeah.
0: conference. Yeah, but, but I, I, I do think uh, when you think of what's what's the the biggest benefit of New York, it's the the meetups, and then the rest is kind of it's not for everyone. Some people want to have a backyard, so. Why not do New York and go there three times a year for two weeks? And and then you just maximize. You're like, okay, for two weeks, I'm not going to even try to really focus on my work. I'm just going to meet and meet and meet. And Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, I I think New York makes a lot of sense that way. It's like a social sprint. Yeah, it's like Disneyland for meetups. (laughs) That's the new branding. It's no longer (laughs) going to be the Big Apple. It's going to be like the big meetup. (laughs)
0: well I I heard some politician either the new mayor or someone wanted to make New York more of a crypto capital but I I did meet a lot of crypto people that moved to remote places for tax reasons so they moved to Puerto Rico or to Portugal and uh, yeah so there's that other lifestyle of like being completely mobile and then just picking the most optimized place like you look at different data points uh, uh, airports uh, weather, taxes, and then
1: you just make an equation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean physical presence, though. You know, if we're you know we're comparing the metaverse but, to the physical right but, now, it's but, like just it's still just scarce. to
0: say, yeah, yeah. But just to say, like, if there are like five spots in the world that are kind of crypto optimized and people exchange information, then you go to those places and they also become a meetup place just because mm. they're. Convenient for crypto traders. Doesn't
1: internet? Doesn't the internet in New York? Isn't it like mediocre by comparison to like most places in the world? Like the infrastructure itself. Probably yeah. It was probably on some old cables. But um,
0: I think New York is just a very high tax rate compared mm. to a lot of places. So for if if you're really if you're a person who really mostly just likes to work and go hiking, then it doesn't make sense to live in New York. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I would suggest Toronto has better internet and more fintech, but it's not as cool, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it it's weird because, uh, and uh, I mean, the, this ties back to the metaverse, because the metaverse promises, like, oh, you can create your own little perfect world mm-hmm. exactly the way you want it, and real life, you there's compromises. You could go to Tokyo, but then you're far from your family, but the food is great, and then... You could do Hawaii, but the time zone is inconvenient if you want to collaborate. Uh, On and on. Like physical space comes with pros and cons. And then I think the digital has always had this promise of like make it exactly the way you want it, and it never is. Like, oh, join the Google family. Use Google Drive, use Google Meetups, use the Android phone, and you'll be happy. And your photos, and we'll understand your photos. They'll be searchable. And, (laughs) And then you're like, but I like the privacy aspect. Oh, we don't do that. Yeah. So then you go to Apple and you're like, oh, but I like Google Chrome, and, it, and but it uses more battery and blah, 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 blah. You get the point. like it, The digital has this promise of, and I think that's what that video of, of Zuckerberg was about, about creating this dream environment that's exactly the way you want it. And it made me think of the Matrix where in the Matrix people are in pods and they, they have a projected world like. Mm-hmm. Uh, projected into their brain and the Matrix at first created a perfect world and, and the human brain wouldn't accept it. They're like, no, this can't be real. It's too
1: perfect. <laughs> it only took us 50 minutes to get to the Matrix. Um, but <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, in that video, I think the, the point where they break the perfect world uh, barriers where, like, Zuckerberg is, like, surfing and obviously, like, that is the most disgusting <laughs> like, <laughs> comparison to, like, to take the purest, sport you know in terms of like and i don't know if it the is moment, the pure sport but being, being in the yeah like the zen except yeah and yeah.
0: also I, I feel like surfing or anything outdoors is about accepting the weather accepting that yeah the, the world is not malleable and you're not in control
1: yeah yeah i just thought that that was like um oh, man yeah, control is the word yeah it's really like this it's california dystopia <laughs> it's like, it a you know, now, like, imagine, I can see Steve Jobs rolling in his grave. He's like, what did you, they're surfing digital waves? And yeah, it's yeah. Like, but I,
0: yeah. I, I have to say, I, I think we've always been marketed that the beach is paradise. Like, th- that is a concept of the last hundred years. I think before that, a lot of people never even thought of going to the beach. It was just a place where you find fish and where, uh, you know,
1: mm-hmm. it's a... yeah, industrial um, wasteland.
0: And so we've been marketed. I love the beach. Don't get me wrong, but I have to say I also really love sitting at a desk and making stuff and doing online shopping and watching some YouTube's. I really thoroughly enjoy it. Like
1: so. If only there was yeah. some way to keep your body like in it, shape while you're in that situation. Yeah, like some that's kind the of problem. a body tenderizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: no, I know, but it, it. I do think it's getting harder for me. Like I was, I had removed myself a bit from the computer up until NFT, and now I'm really fully sucked in, like... Oh. Yeah. I don't know if... I guess for your job,
1: you're just stuck to the screen as well. I am, but, you know, so, like, I'm... Like, you can't
0: do walking meetings where you're like, oh, let's walk through the forest and come up with ideas. People
1: are starting to do it, though. Like, they're getting on their phones more. Like, and I'm drawn to performing on my phone more. Yeah, but... Even
0: without a phone. Where It's funny that you're so screen addicted that you think of the phone as less screen, but... I know. I'm saying, like, would you meet your boss and like leave your phone and be like, oh, let's go hiking for four hours and have a deep conversation?
1: Yeah, I mean, as an example, I, you know, I hired someone recently and and I haven't met them in person. They live in the same city, and I was like, hey, like, you know, would would you be up for meeting in person? They're like, mm, I'm not really ready yet. Like, I was taking care of my mom and need to like take care of. Be careful. You know, I, yeah, and I'm not doing that anymore. But like, I'm having trouble opening up. It's just I'm I'm gonna get there, but it's taking me like. First, I'm meeting my close friends. Yeah. I'm going to expand yeah. the circle a little bit more. So we're in a weird time. All of this comes at a very weird time. I, yeah, a, I have to say... A renegotiation time.
0: I had that a little bit in the beginning where it, like, waking up out of the lockdown and meeting people. But I think being in New York and also traveling to the Netherlands for my show in the UK, it I was kind of jolted out of it and just like... It's totally fine now. That That, that
1: weirdness of like, oh, you're three-dimensional. It's weird. Like... Well what, you had a what was it like having like um an actual physical exhibition though that must have been yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. yeah
0: well first I had one in the UK but it was all digital work projected so mm-hmm. that was kind of an extension of the screen and then in the Netherlands it was all these enamel paintings and I it it does I would say it's a reappreciation of of uh, off-screen time.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I, I guess... And I, I like the tension between the two. Like, you do yeah, the show and, and how do you represent the show?
1: Yeah. Maybe that's a good point. Like, uh, the other thing that I, I'm, I'm struck by is, like, I don't... The whole thing is supposed to be about... Almost like it's a post-internet argument that we're... You know, post-pandemic hybrid futures is, like, kind of yeah, the thing yeah, yeah. I came up with. Well, that's but, a good uh,
0: argument. Because I really thought when, when post-internet happened, I thought the word was kind of... It was the, the wrong word for... I understood the word, and it, it's a catchy word, so it, it worked. Mm-hmm. But the post-internet, the actual uh, things that were made were, to me, uh, like reflections on the internet in classic formats, so in sculpture or painting or print or whatever. Yeah. And that didn't feel so post. And now I feel like NFT and Web3 feels like the post-web. Like, oh, we had the web, and now we're going to the blockchain, and that feels like the next... Going to sculpture didn't feel like the next step, and going to NFT does feel like the next step.
1: Yeah, and That's I know right. I, I sound like a broken record, but like throw AR on top of that, and some and Tim Berners Lee idea, yeah. I, his idea of like you know RDF letting which go was, of pages. Yeah, letting go of pages, and it's just about your chair talking to your thermos or whatever, and you kind of get an idea for lower <laughs> friction, you know, <laughs> the higher GDP world that Zuckerberg's talking but, about. But there are different ways that we could imagine that.
0: It's, it's interesting when you say letting go of pages, and it, it makes me think of, uh, for a long time, many musicians tried to make generative music. They're like, the song is old, we don't need the song, why are songs Yeah, the song just throw a bunch of bottle minutes? caps
1: on the piano kind of thing.
0: Yeah, but mean like even digital. I mean digital that you could mm. make. You know how music in video games is kind of interactive, and depending with, which room you walk in, it might have the same yeah. BPM, yeah. but it might slightly change and evolve. And so y- you have this thing where it's not an album with 12 songs under three minutes. Um, and so I think over time, many musicians experimented with all kinds of programmed music that could change over time, but the, the song still persists. Like, there's something... It, it it I guess it can all exist. Like, you have video games that are interactive narratives, and then you have TV shows on uh, Netflix
1: that are linear. But that's sort of choose-your-own-adventure novel that didn't really No, take I mean, off. this is a whole other podcast, but I think our argument about TikTok, there's going to be an artwork at some point or a series or a way of making art that is more like TikTok, where the art, you know, wraps around you, that envelops you. And that's what I'm trying to get at with this idea that... Right, Chakartin art- sort of made this project with Rhizome that was pre-TikTok... Yeah. 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 No, I know. Re- I reference that all the time. It was pre TikTok. You and it, and it yeah. was, but before that, it was the thousand channel universe, right? It was like it was television. Yeah. And it was,
0: it... Uh, wasn't it? You too had a tour Zoo Europa, and it was all about flipping the channels and it, this multimedia experience. It was... Yeah. Yeah. But
1: yeah. like it, the natural, you know, tendency is toward it's the low friction thing, right? It's the, it's the warning of servile well, capitalism. But but, but you, the when you, you talk about low good.
0: friction. When you talk about low friction, then you, I always go back to Wikipedia. It's just so fast because it's so low bandwidth and so simple. And the, the, the design is standardized. It's not like every topic has a different design. Mm-hmm. So, and it's 2D and it, it really looks like a newspaper. There's nothing new, innovative about the interface. It's just very practical.
1: No, or it's, like, The Fifth Element or something. Or I was watching that, like, Finch movie last day with Tom Hanks on Apple TV where he invents a robot. And Yeah. Is it any good? Like, Kristen was, like, so mad that I forced us to watch it. But I'm like, <laughs> how can I not watch this thing? Because this represents Apple and Tom Hanks' vision of the future. <laughs> And I just want to see what that looks like. And I did fall asleep, but then I got back into it. Um... <laughs> Isn't but of he, course... he collects typewriters? Uh, no, he's like he's like in the movie. He's he's like no, but in pro- real life, I think he's a typewriter. Oh, see, he? like he definitely does not belong yeah. in this movie. Like at one point, he's tap typing like a hacker, but you can tell he's just typing only the top row of keys. So <laughs> and maybe he was writing power, power, power over and over again. Yeah. But you know, like in the movie, there's still this analogy where knowledge is downloaded, and they're like scanning books into the computer, and uh, like there's this. He invents a machine that like. Cuts the books up and scans each page. Remember when Google was doing that, where they had this Wasn't idea.
0: Wasn't it the of... movie, uh, with the robot Johnny Five, what's the name?
1: Yeah, yeah, Short Circuit. Yeah. They always yeah. had this idea of knowledge is contained in books, and our job is to download the book into your brain, right? Well, and, books are, are photogenic. Yeah, but like the whole thing is is perverted and wrong. The idea that information is poured into you like a vessel. Kristen, my partner, is like a teacher, and that's like an obsolete you know yeah, form of yeah. teaching like the teaching should be is not about knowledge transfer it's about it, in,
0: in the matrix they have all these lessons on discs sort of looks like a zip disc and he's like hit me and then he <laughs> plays karate and uh, weapons and whatever
1: yeah exactly it, it, and so there's yeah. still like at one point in the movie the like he doesn't have time to complete the download so he's like you're going to only be 70 percent perfect or something like that." like <laughs> and so i but i think that it, like the point i'm trying to make in regards to
0: but the blockchain feels that way so.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. metaversally speaking. I don't know if that's a verb. If we, or a verb, if we use that. Um, Maybe you're the first in history to use it. That's cool. Um, the experience, I still think, trumps the asset. And, um, and the la- kind of the last point I'll make on that, on that point is this year, in the pandemic, there was like a Travis Scott concert. And by the way, terrible news about that yeah. concert in Houston. Uh, totally unrelated to that, there was like a concert inside of Fortnite, I think, uh, a few months ago or maybe it was a year ago, but anyway, there were, I don't know what time is anymore but there were 27 million people that participated in that, that, that event. And so, you know, when we talk about like, is there an audience for this? Is there like, are, are there any people that are interested or care? Well, like it remind it reminds me a lot of when social media first emerged. And this is what, again, why Facebook's interested and people were like, Oh yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you have a Facebook account? I don't know. It's not that not that many people are using it. I mean, it's only like five hundred million people or something like that. Only college (laughs) kids. Yeah, you know now it's like most of the world, you know, is on Facebook in some form or another. So
0: yeah, well, it's it's definitely true that that, uh, a lot of people talk about the art in in the gallery and art on the screen, and and, uh, you know those two overlap, but there's sort of a separation, and you could say. When you look at photography, like maybe a giant print with the best lighting of the room is a better experience than seeing that photo on Instagram. But the sharing is so powerful, the mm-hmm. the social aspect that it doesn't matter if it's poorly compressed and recropped and re uh, shared, and there's all kinds of artifacts of the the, the degradation of quality, degrad- yeah. degradation of size. It doesn't matter. The experience. What what matters is that everyone is there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so that's the bottom line for me. Like at the end of the day, is like metaverse or not, you know, people are going to seek out experiences.
0: I mean, to me, that seemed very obvious when I was late 90s. Like, oh, this is, we're all watching TV and then we're all going to watch the computer. That's where our eyeballs are. But then there is something about the limitation of the screen that there are things that you can express in certain materials that you cannot express on the screen. And then with my physical works, it kind of feels like, oh, I'm making these works, but they're kind of invisible. They, they're in a collector's home. One person can see it. It's kind yeah. of a bummer. But I, get, I use a lot of different materials. So I use tapestry and acrylic mirror and enamel. And then you see photos. But if you haven't seen it at IRL, like you really don't get it. It's, it's just different. So then you feel like, well, why even bother with the physical works if no one's going to see them? It feels like the, the audience is so limited.
1: Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel yeah. like oh, on the internet, right? Like it feels...
0: Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like some of the physical works to me are very exciting, but like, just, it, it's, it's very weird going back and forth. Like mm. making a website that millions of people can see and then you make this little plexiglass piece and some of my favorites were sold before the show or they were made in a small run and they, right. like they were never exhibited. And I have a photo of it, but it's gone. And I, I always argue that to me, the physical objects are way more virtual than my websites because I can look at my websites anytime.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean it's I mean this is the same for you. Well,
0: way, no, I know, but for you that's that's the choice you made with performances. Like they happen in the moment and then they're gone.
1: No, it's a very similar feeling. Like that's why I'm yeah. kind of reflecting, and and there's like. You you don't ever get it back, but being in that moment, uh, it you know they say like people won't remember what you said, they'll remember how you made the, you made them feel. I'm I feel so appreciative for all of those experiences that I had because that you know ultimately they've made me who I am today. And uh, but you and, had
0: a moment that I didn't know before, but you sort of opened up in a, one of the last episodes that you were doing a lot of touring and performances, and you were so exhausted. And yeah. Like the, this, this is a good example. Like a dinner with us and like three audience members would be a more interactive, full experience, but it would be kind of limited to the rest of the world. And then if you make a podcast, it's not even about the number of of listeners, but it's like someone is over there, someone is over there, someone might listen a year later, someone might listen in Australia, someone might listen in Spain.
1: It's a great and segue into our new NFT <laughs> dinner with Wrath and Chair. Yeah, but. Yeah, so
0: that th- that's why I mean this is maybe a good example. Like I thought of teaching in some form, and we talked about doing an alternative school, but then mm. I think we both agreed the podcast is a good learning vehicle, even though it's not as interactive as a classroom. But
1: yeah, I mean my reflection is just that I'm like I'm just very conscious of every like every every ounce of time and energy that I that I use. Um, maybe two. Yeah. Maybe it's, I, you know, especially as time seems to compress and get faster, but also slower at the same time during the pandemic. Um, I really, I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm in a reflective mode. I'm, I'm, like I said earlier, we're in a period of renegotiation of reflection of regeneration. It does feel like 1999 because suddenly like my cordless phone doesn't matter. (laughs) It's like, it it
0: feels like 1999. Also that And doing something that a lot of people are interested in but can't comprehend.
1: Yeah. Like I was doing, I was doing MP3 player skin designs at that time. And I was like working in for clients in Tokyo and Silicon Valley. And then I was like going to school in Toronto and people like, how are you, you know, how do you make ends meet? How can you afford rent? And I'm like, oh, like I sell these digital interfaces online. And people are like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It was Canada after all. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then we just no, like, but the the yeah. the yeah, and and that idea of uh, being small and nimble that you can hop onto a new thing and then seeing a behemoth like Facebook bringing the grand vision and you're like, can this giant monstrosity uh, change direction?
1: Uh, no, I don't. I I think they they're gonna buy it up. They'll they'll just buy what they want, but. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's the yuppie argument. We're running out of time here, but like people are going to sell it to them too. <laughs> like yeah. some people yeah. will always want to be wealthy, right? Cuz they they equate wealth with happiness and power even if it's not The
0: wealth thing is funny in the metaverse. Like, it, like and that's where NFTs come in, I guess, because you know, what does it matter how much money you have once you're in, in the metaverse? It's, it's not the size of your house,
1: but yeah. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of, uh, we didn't get into it. Maybe there's a separate episode on real estate that we do because you're so anti-real estate, but you know, the metaverse, there's all these little worlds where you can buy real estate. I think that that's like, reminds me of Second Life, like, um, 15 years ago, this idea that there were these new meta economies and new geographies. I think that's like, Again, that's really like... the that. If you go back to your like highway argument, your information superhighway... Yeah, for sure. That's the worst example of well, it. Well,
0: like... I was part of this uh, art group, uh, NIN in the early 2000s, and the, the architect, Andreas Angelidakis, he was building a lot of experimental stuff in Second Life, so he bought a plot of land. And then his neighbors would complain that his buildings were so weird, and they just wanted a white picket fence, normal suburban neighborhood. And it's like, mm-hmm. what? I don't want to be next to this ugly building.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and our reflection on that though is that, like, a, I mean, I know that there are people still in Second Life. We we should we could probably do a documentary about <laughs> that. But like, that's amazing. <laughs> but it's not a lot of people. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of
0: that's also someone was saying going back to Friendster is like the digital equivalent of moving to the countryside. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
0: so maybe second life has that feeling of like oh this is nice
1: i can see that i can see us running the web 2.0 in an emulator someday and just like retiring to web 2.0 yeah but anyway
0: yeah i mean maybe uh, the next episode we could make our wish list for the future
1: yeah that would be nice um yeah i can tell you it's not to own a mansion in some virtual plot of land uh that's like there's a really yeah we'll definitely do an episode on it because geography is a really interesting angle on all of this um but that's not for today yeah it's been fun though like i think bottom line for me is just that like you know facebook it you know sent a very strong signal and what hype or not it wasn't them that that set you know set it off right they're trying to play catch up and so you should read it that way. You should read it as they're worried. Um, and Zuckerberg is a greedy robot. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> He's, I,
0: I don't think anyone nailed the nerd character as much as he has in, in any movie, any book, whatever. I, I don't know. I, I've never seen someone so
1: pinocchio I don't know, do you think they digitally altered his skin in that video? Like cuz he yeah, just like his like filter. the way his muscles move and his face and stuff doesn't well, seem Well,
0: that's like... why the, the there was that uncanny valley thing where <laughs> you see his mimoji looking avatar that looks more spontaneous than the <laughs> one that's filmed. So. <laughs> anyway,
1: anyway. Uh, it was certainly entertaining, and I do encourage people to watch the whole hour, because I, I watched in the bath. It was like the best hour I spent all year. <laughs> were you making notes for your performances? <laughs> exactly. I yeah. was yeah, like, this is a, a mine of material. So, yeah. Anyway, great to catch up. Welcome back to America. You're not going to travel for a while, and we're going to be doing the podcast maybe a little bit more regularly. We notice people are watching a little bit more, or listening Maybe they watch, maybe they just watch the level meters, are listening a little bit more. Um, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. I still really want to do a VR episode and invite all invite our cast and crew, like invite the listeners. Uh, like a
0: clubhouse in VR thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think well, let's cool. set
0: it up. but we have the oculus Christina bought it in the hopes of experimenting with exhibition design, but then our dog soda hates it when we have that helmet on. she freaks out.
1: So, it's like my cat, when I use my phone, she nudges it out of my hands. Like, yeah. don't use this. So, That's yeah. funny that they will pull us out of the metaverse. <laughs> That's why we need pet VR. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks right. for, well, thank thanks you for listening. listening, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.